Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.com. FM to get started. I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Welcome on into the point with Kristen Burt. I have to say, this is probably the most unusual circumstances of broadcasting ever. I'm broadcasting live. From my living room, my guest is, of course, self-isolating as well. He's at his home. And, of course, our AfterBuzz producer, Ryan, is also in a different location. So we really want to thank AfterBuzz for making all of this possible. We are going to continue to broadcast throughout this uh, time period of when we are all in quarantine or whatever else it is. And, of course, to Dance Network, of course, thank you so much for letting us continue uh, with the show. I want to introduce my guest, and I'm very excited for you guys to meet him because he and I spent a very fun week in Las Vegas last week, and he is a dancer and he's a choreographer, and I think we've got a lot of good stories to share. Please welcome to the show, Bash Johnson. Hi, everybody. Nice to meet you guys. I'm so happy to be on this show. Um, Yes, it's a crazy week. (laughs) It really is a crazy week, and I think it's really funny that last week we were honestly in very large crowds in Las Vegas and also in tight quarters in the green room, weren't we? Yes, yes. Oh, my God. It's kind of, you know, crazy that they still let the event go on, but thank God. But um, everybody had to do the dab, the elbow, fist bump. (laughs) Um, It was was very chaotic in a way of just – you just knowing your place and just make sure you wash your hands because there's so many people around and the weather, it was raining. So a lot of people were coughing. People looked like, oh, did he cough? You know, <laughs> so I think a lot of people were paranoid. But the great thing is that we got everything done. It was just a wonderful, successful week that we did. So I was just very happy with the outcome. Yeah. Yeah, I was too. And um, just so you guys know, I was broadcasting um, for, and I want to tell you the company because I think that this is an interesting part of the story in all of this too, is that um, it was for Sani America, but Sani Global is a Chinese company. Um, I was broadcasting China. You guys were dancing, um, choreographer, but everyone else was dancing um, for all of the crowds who were mostly from the US. So it was a really unique situation and time. And so I want to know, um, how you came aboard the project with Sani Global. Okay, yes. So when I first started, I actually started working for Sani Global three years ago because the Heavy Machinery Convention happens every three years. So I actually first got the opportunity off of LA Casting and they were looking for a choreographer and they were looking for a choreographer at the last minute, like two weeks before the show. So they wanted to find, you know, dancers. They wanted to do this. They wanted to do that. And I just took advantage. Hey, I know dancers. I can get this done in two weeks. And they wanted someone that understands Chinese because I lived in Chinese China previously in Shanghai, Dalian, Guangzhou, almost seven years ago. And um, when they came came to me, I was like, "Oh, you're the perfect person to do." And I'm like, "Yeah, I can get this done. I can get this done." So like, can you find uh, tra- trapeze artists, people that can run on stilts, dancers? Can you edit music? And I was like, I can get it all done. I can get it all done. So 
you know, in two weeks, I choreographed dances, I um, casted dancers, I got everything together, and I created this wonderful show for Sandy, and they loved it. And they was like, you know what? In three years, we need you again, Bash. And here comes the third, you know, in three years, I actually was living in China. I actually just got back from Shenzhen for a 12-month contract from teaching dance. So um, I actually met Sandy out in China, and they actually gave me the opportunity to choreograph again. And it was just, um, it was so much that they wanted to change. And um, I got everything done for them. And they said, can you handle this while you're in China? And, you know, sooner or later, fast forward, uh, in January, I actually had a vacation and it was the Chinese New Year. And then we hear on the news, it's a virus. You can't go back to China. So I left all my things behind, my laptop, my documents, and my, my laptop is my everything. So when it comes to like editing music, um, you know, putting together my vision board, my treatments, everything to get ready for pre-production work for this show was on that laptop. So in the midst of that, I'm scrambling, trying to fix the show, being homeless and trying to, you know, adjust to be back in LA and then also creating this big show that's in like four weeks. So and I'm going to interrupt was, you for a second. I'm going to interrupt you for one second, just because I want people yes. to know how big this show was. It wasn't yes. just dancers. Um, oh yeah. Yes. Type of acts you had, um, yes. the excavators and if you don't know what an excavator is it's the thing that scoops dirt um you had to choreograph those as well there was a lot of different moving parts oh yeah the roller girls too so a lot yes so for this show it was full-on Vegas show we had circ wheel we had acrobats we had a full-on trick roller skaters I had a drum line it was it was Fanny Chella we brought this whole you know, drumline and dancers. So it was over the top. And a lot of people don't understand that when you're working with machinery, you have to be mindful of just the formation changes of, you know, excavators and machinery at the same time. So not only had to choreograph dancers, but I had to choreograph the machines from just, you know, telling them to move the scooper and the claw up and down from doing 360s and traffic flow and just timing Please, with the music. Or whatever they did. <laughs> yes. Everything was in sync and it was ran by me. So I had to full on put together this show from top to bottom. And if yeah. I remember correctly, I know when I was asking you about your rehearsals with the excavators. So one of the drivers was from India. Uh, yes. The other one I think was from Sweden. Yes. yes, yes. So how did you coordinate all of that? Cause you were not in the same location until you got to Las Vegas. Exactly. So one thing is for, we actually had to cast people because there's actually two very um, experienced um, drivers that's in China. And since the coronavirus outbreak, they couldn't go to LA or Las Vegas. So it was just very tough for to find someone that already worked with me before. And we literally had to find like the last people available. So they had to take somebody from Sweden and India to work with this. And actually the first time we worked together was at tech rehearsal the day before show which was crazy, right? And um, I put it all together. You know what? I think I work good under pressure. <laughs> That's one thing I do is work good under pressure. I see something. Once everything is together, I feel like, okay, here. They gave me a microphone. The guys took very great direction. And, you know, it went smoothly, actually. Um, we took a notes. We vid videotaped rehearsal. They took their notes. And then tomorrow, we killed it. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I, the other thing too, and you were saying it's raining, our booth was essentially outside. You guys were performing yes. on uneven pavement and metal plates. Yes, metal plates, metal plates, yes. So we had the rain, we had the wind, we had the coronavirus. Uh, so it was definitely um, dancers and the machines and the circle wheel and the roller skaters had to be cautious on this wet floor. So we had to find like last minute crew people to like actually mop up the debris, the water, the sands, everything to actually hopefully get the show together. Luckily the sun popped out, we prayed, fingers crossed. And <laughs> you know, we got a chance to do a first run of our show. And luckily, you know, the weather was bipolar, but during half of the week, we, we had a good show. We had a good show, no rain <laughs> in between. We had like two really beautiful days and the rest were like yeah. crazy. Yes, gloomy, super gloomy. <laughs> super gloomy. I, I also yeah. wanted to talk about, and I think that this is something interesting for dancers and choreographers, doing corporate work, actually for me too, doing corporate work um, requires a different set of skills. Uh, yes. Not only just with the show, we talked about this last week, but the business, because you have yeah. to approach this from a more corporate perspective and yes. you act maybe a little bit more toned down as a performer even for me too yes. a talk behind the scenes yes. um, and in front of the client so how did you prep your dancers and your entire cast for this well one thing when i'm working with a client especially with corporate events is i really try to get to the bottom of what they really want and what are they trying to advertise because working um, with them three years ago, they had a few critiques and the things that they wanted to change. The look of the outfits, smiling, and also having a great like blend of advertising machine and also um, having like the acts, you know, fix what's happening on the floor. So basically, you know, if we have a machine, we don't want just the dancers just to be the main focus, but having the machines and the dance, both the focus of the show. So when demoing, you just have to have that great balance of performance and advertisement. And they said I did a good job, man. They said I did it nice and smoothly where, you know, everybody was happy and they loved the theme and they loved the concept. And that was a hard part as well is pitching a concept, making someone that doesn't understand dance believe in you and, you know, hire you for this job. So that's the main thing of creating a great vision board, creating a great treatment. Because if you don't have these things, the client is going to say, nope, um, we're going to have to find someone else because, you know, they're really critical um, of their brand and they're really critical of how you're going to advertise the machine because the bells and whistles and the dancers are just a plus. The main thing is they want their clients and their customers to, you know, be tuned in of what they're advertising. Yeah, and I think um, the other thing too is that corporate work, um, even though it may not be, yours was very creative, but sometimes it isn't the most creative, but it's also a good way to supplement the income. And I think that that's one thing that dancers should also take a look at and not sort of push it to the side. You know, yes. it's it's a good source of income when, when you can get that job. Definitely, definitely. You know, I treat everything like, whether it's a tour or a commercial or a film, a corporate show, I mean, especially when it's high end, it's over the top as Stanley did for the Heavy Machinery show. It's, it's like a big concert, a full on, I think I really, really embody of bringing a Vegas show to the corporate show. And I think the audience that was wrapped around the whole demo area was just like, hey, 
it's a great treat to have a Vegas show brought to us in this format because we had everything that you can always go see that you, you know, people go pay for to see Cirque Olay. We have, you know, Cirque Wheel and skaters and dancers and tricks. Um, it was just front row seat. It was like VIP to a Vegas show. So, can you explain what the Cirque yeah. Wheel is in case someone doesn't know? Because I'm yes, sure it's a metal rod wheel with a man. He's actually twisting and balancing on an actual like sphere. So it's like hollow and it's just a ring and it takes a lot of work and a lot of focus and imagine working on the most unconventional situation of you know water and metal sheets so we had one of the most professional surf wheels shout out to gregory um he actually um dances in aerosmith's vegas show so we had one of the best surf wheel performers so he pulled together, he came in and he's like, Bash, I'm gonna do the best I can. And yes, he did. And I was so super proud of this his performance. He killed it. Oh, and, I had um, known he was an Aerosmith yeah. show, a big Aerosmith fan. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. I'm from oh, yeah, Boston. Yeah. Being from yeah. Boston, you have to love oh. Aerosmith. It's like, you know, it's <laughs> DNA. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. But he's that guy is super amazing. I had to book him when I saw his, his performance reel and, you know, his Instagram. This man has done it all from just being in Japan and all through Vegas, one of the biggest shows. I was like, this guy has to be part of the Shady Sandy demo. So yeah, and he killed it. He killed it. Well, let's talk about the topic of the week, which is, yeah, COVID-19. Um, we were there um, kind of every day sort of absorbing the news of like cancellation after cancellation. It kind of started Wednesday night and snowballed through Friday. Um, what was the the kind of tone um, in amongst your dancers? Because uh, it's affected me in terms of like events I was going to be covering in the dance community. Uh -huh. And I, I know for them, I would hear them every day say, my gig is canceled. My latest gig uh -huh. is canceled. My gig in April now is canceled. Yes. How are they handling that? And then still having what form? You know, one thing is, is I think to be a dancer, you know, nothing is promised to you. Either you book something or you're on a veil or you have something going on. You always have to have a plan B, a C, D, E, F, G, you know. But I think it was frustrating because we did have a, a lot of conversations about, you know, I even me, I even had things that were just canceled. Like I was supposed to go back to China and choreograph a big tour for the big three with Ice Cube. And I know it's definitely not happening. So um, you always have to be prepared and for what's to come and always have something ready when you have downtime that you can just work on, whether it's just updating your, your resume or your reel or working out so I think we we looked at it as a positive light um instead of a negative like oh I'm missing out work we were just thankful that this convention was not canceled and we say okay you know what we got downtime let's figure this out what can we do at home to better ourselves so when it comes back to everything is up and running in October or whenever we'll be prepared we'll be ready for that audition we'll be ready for that that new gig and just being a better self, just, you know, keeping our health and just, I mean, health is so much more important, to be honest. We need to live to to work. So I think everybody took into consideration is like, okay, I'm going to make the best out of this. And they did, and they killed it. So, you know, and with professional dancers, once they hit that stage, it was nothing but shine and fire and fierceness, and it, you know, and they killed it. So, um, and and that's what's the great part of my team. We we had a great group of dancers where they thinking about their business and you know, when it's time to work, it's time to work and just put everything to the side. 
Now I know uh, you and I talked a little briefly about like what you were going to work on in the interim since we don't know how long our hiatus is. Um, but what are some of your goals in this downtime to really um, be ready for when it's, you know, it's go time and like, you know, the gates yes. are open again. Yeah. So one thing is so important to me is my website. I definitely want to finish a website. Mm -hmm. Second of all, is also uh, just revamping my um, choreography reel, my dance reel. I have so much footage that I've done in the last 12 months. It's not on my, you know, it's been a new year. I mean, we're still at the top of the year. So I have so much stuff that I did last year that's not presented on my website or my dance reel. So those are the main things I want to work on. Also, me and my friend, uh, my best friend, he's like, you know what? We're going to put on a, a workout video on Netflix and we're going to work out, you know, keeping the body right and tight. I'm definitely going to try to not binge on fatty foods while I'm in the house. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's all about appearance to keep yourself up and just, you know, meditating, meditating, being prepared and just affirmations. And I'm very spiritual. So when it comes to keeping your well-being, your mental state of being has to be right too. So I, I really believe in meditating and just, you know, focusing on the good more than the bad. So yes, just updating everything and just, being prepared for that next job to come. That's right, because it will come. And that's the thing, you know, and if yeah, you do uh, there, for all of us, honestly, I mean, whether it's two weeks that we're down or whether it's four weeks or, you know, God forbid longer, um, that day will come when all of a sudden everyone's ready to start working again. And you better have all those materials fresh because otherwise, what were you doing? Yes, all time? yes, yes. Having those materials ready, having headshots, um, just just everything being prepared, your IMDb up to date, your resume online up to date, all the casting websites. Because I mean, one thing we do have agent, but you also have to put in your work to be ready to be booked and make your agent's job. Shout out to MTA. I'm signed a movement talent agency and they've been wonderful to me. And um, they always give us these uh, notices, emails um, at the beginning of the year saying, hey, we need new headshots. Hey, have you updated your resume? You know, make sure those main things, core things that you need to be booked are all up to date. And that's super important. So yeah, and yeah, I said, like every dancer and choreographer needs to get their photo up on IMDb because I sit there yes, yes, and yes. contact information. Contact information on IMDb yes. Pro. And then yeah, I was like that every dancer, if you're listening to this, get that on there. Yes. <laughs> it's so important. It's your calling card. Um, oh my God. Yes. It's so important. And I think you just <laughs> little detail that gets uh, forgotten all the time. But on the press side, I'm always like looking for that. Um, I know that uh, you're a performer as well. We've been talking a lot about your choreography work, but you've worked with a lot of major artists, haven't you? Like yes. a list of who you've worked with. Yes, oh my God. Kanye West, Lil Kim, uh, Chance the Rapper, Lionel Richie, Steven Streeter, um, Mariah Carey. I've been in tons of commercials. Oh my God, Lee Jeans, Smirnoff. Contro, um, wow, Geico, um, just so many. I've been on America's Got Talent, and it's just so much. I've been in the game for 10 years working and performing, choreographing. Um, it's just almost, it's like it just goes by so fast. You just want to stay booked, but um, it goes by so fast, and you just look at your, your resume grow and grow and grow. Like, am I missing anything? Like, it's so much. It's so much. And I'm just super blessed. Um, even been in movies. Um, I was Marlon Wayans dance double in Fifty Shades of Black. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's so much to go off the top of my head, but yeah. Well, I have a question. When you, 
Yeah. When you work with like a top artist, like a, a Kanye, yes. a Lionel Richie, yeah. um, what, what have you taken away from working with some of these top artists? Is there, you know, one particular artist that you're like, gosh, I learned so much even just being around them and watching their yeah. Well, one thing about Kanye West, he's so misunderstood. I think one thing, he is a super passionate guy. And to actually work and actually get to know him as an artist and being in his, you know, his surroundings when he's working and, you know, getting his performance together. Um, the, the show that I did was dedicated to his mom. His mom passed away, unfortunately. So I really knew it hit home because I lost my mother as well from cancer. So I understand when you're passionate about something, you want something right. You ex expect everybody to be on point. And you want it to go well. This is your baby. This is something that you envision, and you don't want no mistakes. So um, he was very, he was very polite. He was very saying thank you. He just he wanted everything to be as he envisioned. But um, I think a lot of people think he's like this mean, rude, obnoxious, you know, evil guy. But he's very soft and you know, warm. And like I said, I understand him as an artist. You know, we're perfectionists and. And sometimes we could be misunderstood when it's in the heat of fire and we have, we're in a time limit where, you know, showtime is at this time and the lights are not right or the sound is not right. You want to go crazy because, you know, I, a lot of us put in so much work to get up to that day, that performance day, and we want everything to run smooth, especially being an artist, so much pressure and you want everything to be perfect. So um, I applaud him um, of just being vulnerable because he dedicated the show to his mother, but also being professional and, handling things the right way. And even though the first show we performed was like a few mistakes, he still had a smile on his face. He was still humble. Um, he gave me a hug. He told all the dancers, thank you so much for being part of the show. I love you guys. You did a good job, no matter what. And see you tomorrow. We got another show to go, so yeah. What about working with an artist like Lionel Richie? Because he comes out of the Motown era and that's yes. a little bit more old school kind of work yeah. ethic. Um, and I kind of, I love Lionel, honestly. Um, yes. But what would, what do you learn from him that's completely different from working with an artist that has come up in the 90s or the early aughts or, you know, even today? Well, okay. So I was on a commercial with him for Doritos with Chance the Rapper. They did a collaboration um, commercial. And it was so great is that the jingle was... Um, like sampled from one of his old songs. And he just does everything with grace. I think when you're a veteran in the music industry, I think you just, it's just a breeze. You're either like a big diva or you just, you know, I've done Go this so it. many times. So he's like, where do you need me? And he's like, how you guys doing? Did you guys get any water? How's the food, you know? So <laughs> I think he was just so nice and just happy that we're part of his legacy and just being a part of this moment. I think he was so like, Full of joy to see us recreate his song and it that commercial was so much fun we had 80s gear we were dressed in like super retro 80s and over the top big doritos bags and murals and lights so it was a really fun set so he was super easy going super respectful and i think once you've been in, in the game for over like 30 years it's like you know it's just smooth sailing right? you don't have nothing to prove you are who you are, and I think everyone respects you, and he was a joy to be around as well. He's easy yeah. like Sunday morning. Ah, <laughs> right, <laughs> easy like Sunday morning. <laughs> that's why. Yes. Like yes. yes, and just how that song is, that's how he is. He is the sunlight. He, he brings light to the room, and everybody, he's, he's just really great person to work with, too. 
Yeah. Uh, I love that. I like to hear that because I do like him a lot. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, how about, you know, you've been in the business over a decade. How have you seen the dance industry change for the good and also maybe some areas that we need to work on? Okay. Um, one thing is I what I really noticed is social media. You know, one thing when I first started, like around like 2010 and booking actually professional work was that people knew you because of personality. People knew you as how you carried yourself on set. And um, now with, you know, Instagram and Twitter and Facebook, and I think now people really base their self on how many followers they have and they just think that they should book work or, you know, if they come on set, it doesn't matter how they act, uh, they have good followers. So you need to hire me. So one thing is that I think social media has changed. You really have to uh, put yourself out there more and videotape every moment to become this popular dancer to be booked versus was just based on, you know, your style, your skill, your personality, it's more than that. It's all about your following and are you an influencer? So I think that has changed and the pay has changed as well. Um, I know Dancer Alliance was talking about, you know, different um, bookings on LA Casting about low pay cuts of, you know, $200 or $150 for a music video for professional dancers on a sad music video. That's crazy. Um, I know a lot of veteran dancers have told me that they've made thousands of dollars of just one music video, and you don't see that as much. A lot of low pay rates, and I think that sucks because we're here dancing our, you know, using our bodies full on and performing as a as a profession. We should get the highest pay. A lot of people just sit at a desk, but we use our whole bodies, and I think that um, the world needs to take more respect of a dancer because not only we have to we're not promised our next job. We have to audition. We have to invest so much for just one, just to get one job. And um, I think I wish that we can get more higher paid jobs in this industry. And um, I think that's one of the big drastic changes is just the pay rate, the compensation of jobs. And I think that's what all dancers care about, of getting paid what you owe and what you're worth. Yep. And if that can change and benefits as well, um, just with SAG and choreographers, for me, definitely, I wish we can be like anybody else in the union to get, you know, pension and, you know, extra work and more pay as well. Yeah, and that, that is a big deal. Um, we've talked a lot about it um, in some of my articles at Dance Network and everything else. And uh, just so people know, choreographers are not under Screen Actors Guild. I am under Screen Actors Guild as yes. a contractor. Um, dancers are because they are often on camera. And the only way a choreographer can basically get themselves a part of the union is to throw themselves into the dance, which isn't always easy, as you know. Right. Uh, sometimes you need to be back and you need to be directing the, the scene. Yes. But, um, so you guys don't have a union. I know Mandy Moore, the choreographer, not the actress. Everyone. Yes, shout out uh, to her. She's the Yes, she's amazing. Yes, she's she's amazing. Really hard, yes. Along yes. with Ebony Nichols over at the TV Academy to try and unionize. At least there's a branch over at the TV Academy now, but it's a long way in coming. I think that's, that's the biggest Yeah. Issue. And the coronavirus is not making me the better because, you know, a lot of people are out of work and what's next? So if you don't have any savings or any medical or you know insurance, 
these are the things that we need for these times like this to, you know, survive. That's right. So I hope it gets better. I know Dance for Alliance is trying to help and, you know, better. Shout out to Teresa. Um, Teresa Espinosa, we've had her on yes, the Yes, I worked with her. I worked with her before. I we worked love together her. on the Martin Wayans uh, movie, Fifty Shades of Black. She was um, one of the choreographers, along with Allison Falk. Yeah. Yeah, and just for people, if you don't know Teresa, first of all, I will link uh, her episode for To The Point uh, in the show notes. And But I will let you know that, first of all, she um, is one of the choreographers of Magic Mike, so you guys should all know yes, that. Yes, yes. Uh, and her episode has great stories about working with Britney Spears. She was there when she was married to Kevin Federline, so that's a good uh, story. But also, yeah. um, she is a big proponent of dancers getting paid more. And yeah, she is. Um, she had, she owns the Debbie Reynolds Legacy Studio. So there's a yeah. lot of wonderful ties. And she will tell you that what they were making in the 90s is like triple what dancers make in 2020. It's ridiculous. Yes. <laughs> and that's why I got in the game because I was like, oh, wow, I can make this a lot of money with my talent. What, who would want that? Something that you love to do. Um, and just to come here and now we're in 2020 where we're getting $200 and $150 rates. It's like a slap in the face. It's like, what? You know, I mean, anybody in any profession, you want to make enough money to survive, live nicely, go on vacation, buy nice things. And, and living in LA is super expensive and you have high rent, you have everything is expensive. So it's just like, to so just get a slap in the face of just this low pay rate when it's supposed to be your livelihood is very insulting. <laughs> it is and, and I think yeah. people also forget too you're not only using your body but you're also using you have to carry emotions so there's a big emotion yes yeah. yes yes <laughs> it's been plenty of times where um like I said I meditate so much because oh if you can't take like negativity and just nose and closed doors and you know, missed opportunities it will eat you alive and a lot of people just give up and you've got to be mentally prepared for this industry definitely definitely you gotta have a backbone because financially is stress um getting saying no to an audition is stress competing with other dancers and then also just like payment and just finances everything goes hand in hand and you just have to be building you have to be business savvy that's so important of being business savvy in this industry because you can you can be the most talented person but if you don't know anything about the industry and how to put yourself out there to make more money, you will just be a great dancer. And, and I think people, a lot of people coming back to social media is that you can have a million followers, but guess what? Are you paying your rent on time? Are you living with six people, roommates? Like, I think really people need to put in focus that make sure that your money is right and make sure that you're doing what you're worth um, instead of doing it for high fives and followers because like. in the long run, that's not going to give you insurance. That's not going to give you a car. That's not going to have you own your own home. These are the things that I think about in a five-year plan or a two-year plan. It's like, okay, I want a new, I want a new car at least or a new a, a house paid off. So you have to reach for the stars and you have to really set yourself up. And now with the coronavirus going on, this is a time to have that plan of where do you want to be at? in the future and how do you how are you going to get there and what do you need to work on to get to that place because it's just not just waiting and just say it's okay when i come back i'm going to dance my ass off and i'm going to have all those things no you you have to have a plan and you have to 
make sure everything is set in stone and you're presenting the best you to get the best price for you. <laughs> well, what is your five-year plan then? Since I know you're working a on lot. it. <laughs> a lot, a lot, a lot. Well, I just moved in a new apartment, so that's great. Um, I want a new car. Um, I had an old car and now it's time to just, this new year as well. But my next plan is also building an internet entertainment company. I want to have my own production company. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to have a way where, you know, if a client comes to me, I can provide wardrobe stylists, um, hair, um, sound, tech, lighting, choreography. Um, that's, I think that's my gift of just orchestrating the whole part of production behind it. You're a big it. vision guy, aren't you? You yes, I'm bigger than a dance. Yes, I can do the dance, but I see everything. And I'm like, oh, it's just so much in my head. And I think that's my goal is to really, like, compress everything of just branding myself to let people know that I'm more just, just a dancer. I'm more just a choreographer. I have so much more to offer as a creative director. So, um, yeah, in these next five five days, I'll be already jumping on of just really branding myself and just writing down notes of things that I need to accomplish first before getting there. Yeah, yeah writing down those goals helps organize thoughts because otherwise yes. it's just a bunch of scattered ideas. Yeah, and just not even just for the year, just I, I set goals for myself a week. Like I said, like things to do and it could be most things just even just starting on, whether it's revamping a resume or changing your bio on LinkedIn. Like these are simple things, but I try to knock it down in a short term more of a long term situation. And I think I see more results because I'm always on it. I feel, I think one thing is I'm just so ambitious. I'm like, I need that. You have something to do. You didn't do nothing today. You have to do something that's going to better your career. So that's what my main focus in. And I think that's why I've been so successful of just faster re- results in LA is just, just staying on top of what do I need to do to accomplish to be a better me. Yeah. So smart. Yes. Um, I, you know, I forgot to mention this, and I think that this is kind of fun. It's because it's a fun little Dance Network tie. Uh, you did one of Dance Network's first original shows. I did. Tell us a little oh bit about gosh. it. And you guys, just so you know, you can find it at dancenetwork.tv. It is up there right yes. now. Yes. Oh, my God. That was so much fun. You know, I always, you know, as a kid growing up dancing, I always wanted to do like a big flash mob. So to get the opportunity um, to be on SETI mobbing, um, I was like, this is going to be epic. But it was so crazy because a lot of people don't understand is that we only had like two or one rehearsal before we performed it in a location. So Steady Mobbing is basically giving you a good rundown for people that don't know, is that we go to different historical places in LA and we'll just do a inspired dance based on the location. So we went to the Egyptian theater and we performed like you know a crazy like Hollywood routine where we did like Bob Fosse and then we also did like Egyptian dance and then another place we went to Little Tokyo and we did like a like hip-hop but like karate kung fu hop dance where it was mixed with martial arts and tai chi um so it was really great it was really fun opportunity I met so many people with so many dancers on that show so I actually built my network. Networking is important. And I, I made a lot of good networks and a lot of good friends out of that show. But it was super fun. Uh, I wish they would have another season. Come on, let's do a steady mobbing. I know. We'll have to talk to network about that. <laughs> yes. You guys, yeah. the season is, is up there if you guys ever want to watch it. It's yes, like a lot of fun yes. network.tv. Um, yeah. But I love that connection. You were like, oh, I did steady mobbing. I was like, no way. Yes. <laughs> 
Steady Mama was super cool. Um, yeah, but if so, it'd be great to even choreograph a, a flash mob. That's one of the goals I want to do is choreograph a flash mob somewhere. Just something epic, maybe for inauguration for a new president or something like super huge for a festival or some big moment in the world. I would love to create something nonstop. How about the first day we're all allowed out after self-isolating? <laughs> that would be kind of yeah, I, I actually kind of like it. Let's do it. <laughs> yes, dancers first day out. Dancers first day out. As long as I can have like a little um, moment in the back row, back line, I'm fine. <laughs> yeah, we can like, we can take our mask and come outside and just throw it in the air with like colorful Woo! masks. It's, take the gloves off. Yes, take the gloves off, right? <laughs> yes, and our, our suits and unzip that we can breathe and we're finally free and um, that would be fun. That would be super fun. I, I actually think we're onto something. <laughs> yeah, I think it would be amazing. I do <laughs> too. Awareness. I do too. We, yeah. should, we should start planning this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love it. I kind of love it. <laughs> Well, I want to thank you so much for joining yeah. us today. Um, I just think that you and I had some great conversations behind the scenes, and I was like, we got to get you on the show, and it kind of worked out perfectly. Yes. Thank you so much. I had a blast, and it was a wonderful um, time in Vegas and meeting you, talking with you, and I just wish you to stay safe in this crazy time, and it's going to get better. It's going to get better. You just got to stay positive and just keep going. That's all I have to say to everybody. Just keep going because that's all we can do is just keep going and do what the best we can do. We have 24 hours each day. Hit the reset button. If you didn't get it done the, ne the day before, you get it done the next day. Yeah. Uh, that's such great advice. Now, if people haven't followed you yet on social media, where can they find you? Yes, you can find me on Instagram. That is at bash, B-A-S-H dot Johnson, bash dot Johnson. Yes, and you can find me on Instagram. That's where I'm mostly at. Or Facebook, Sebastian Bash Johnson. Those are amazing things. But yeah, follow me on Instagram. You can see all of my amazing work, all the things I've done, all the future projects I'm going to be working on. Um, it's a lot coming around, and I'm really excited for my future. I know it's going to be bright, and I'm going to be building myself up to get to the next level. And the great way to watch me is on Instagram, Bash.Johnson. Yeah. I love it. Thank you so much, Bash. I so appreciate it. Yes. Thank you so much. You bet. Now, you guys, we will be back next week with another episode live from my living room. And uh, I've got two great guests for you. You're going to love it. I cannot wait. Um, but I also want to mention that uh, we, of course, want to thank AfterBuzz for making this all possible. Thank you, Ryan, yes. of course, for producing this show. And for all of your dance news, check out dancenetwork.tv. We'll see you all next week on To The Point. Peace. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.